going on, people? This is live after hours in the man cave with your host Terry Wiggs. There you go, host Mark Kane. Go, host Mark Kane. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? This is After Hours Live in the Man Cave. I'm your host, Tay Wiggs. Your co-host, Mark Senior. Hey, we got a field pack show. First and foremost, we're going to jump right into it. The all-star game. The positives we're going we're gonna to take away. And some of the things that we thought we that should have worked in the all-star game. First and foremost, with the all-star game, do you agree with the selections that they had for the players going in? Do you fight... You missed a couple of players who should have been in the All-Star game? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, one of them got in, you know, Devin Booker, you know, because Dame got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about uh, Brad Bill needing to be in there. And I, I think, uh, I really think uh, one of the, the rookies should have got in, uh, like John Morant. I think he would have been exciting to see in, a, in an All-Star game. All right. I can piggyback. I think, me personally, I don't if I had to take away at least two guys, two guys from the All-Star game, first and foremost, I, I would definitely would have took away Kyle Lowry. I'm still trying to figure out what makes him an All-Star. He took charges at the end. He, he took charges at the end, but, you know, he got charged. The LeBron James Team Foundation got charged $300,000 <laughs> straight cash. But I don't want – I'm not saying Kyle Lowry is not a, a great player. You know what I'm saying? Do I think he's all? Do, do I think he had an All Star year? No, because you ask me. If you look at certain guys in the East, Kyle Lowry's spot should have definitely been filled with Bradley Beal. I thought Bradley Beal had a nice. Got exactly. you know, like I said, Zach Levine should have been an All Star. Uh, like I said, Bradley Beal. It's a couple of guys who I thought who should have been All Star. If you go to the West, it's the same thing, Marcus. Look at look at Russell Westbrook. He's not having an all-star year. <laughs> to me, why he's why he's an all-star? It's in Chicago. Michael Jordan started his career there, of course. The whole thing was uh promoting, you know, they had Jordan brand jerseys. Jordan brand jerseys. So why not have a face there? But do I feel like he was worthy enough? No. That could have been Devin Booker's spot off top. Honestly. Uh, you you said John Morant. I mean, we can argue a couple of players who's having I thought the other guy who should have been an all-star to me, up upset alert, Boyan Bodanovich from the Utah Jazz. Yeah, now, I mean, those are winning teams, too, on top of he's, that. He's on a winning team. He's a winning team. He has knocked down about three or four game winners this year. He's averaging, I think, anywhere between 17 and 18 points per game. But the whole, the whole notion of this is, while he's on the floor, he's a plus 20. <laughs> When Russell, most of the time, when Russell Westbrook on the floor, nine times out of ten, they could be winning. He's still in a minus. He could be minus five, minus seven. Uh, I thought he should have been an all-star. Boy, I'm not a bitch, me personally, what he's been doing. Uh, I thought he had all-star-ish about him. Um, mm-hmm. uh, could have been a couple of guys that could have been on the all-star. Uh, we already know you're missing the Steph Curry and the Clay Thompson. You're missing the Kevin Durant right. and Kyrie Irving. We already know next year all star team gonna get a little dicey. We're gonna have the same argument next year who who should be in, who should be out. Right. Uh, with the selections. Um we got that out of the way, Marcus. Now, Saturday night. Oof. All the festivities. We're gonna start with the first and foremost, I'm gonna start with the Friday night. The rookie, saw, the, Friday. the rookie the, 
rookie sophomore game, whatever, the U.S. versus world. Do you agree with those guys being picked in their first and second year in? Um, yeah, for the most part. I mean, like last year, I thought it was a crime Colin Sexton didn't make it. This year, he wasn't going to make it again. But yeah. um, somebody got – I forget who got hurt, but, you know, he got hero. Yeah, he got in by default, so Tyler Hero is going to make it, but he wasn't. Um, even though his numbers are across the board are probably, like, out of both rookies and sophomores, he, no, he's, like, in the top five. Now, this is this. Stats alone. Now, yeah, top five. Now, this is this. Out of, out of the first-year, second-year guys, he is the only guy averaging 20. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's weird he averaging 20. You're going you're gonna to penalize him. Because he played for the Cavaliers. If you look at some of these guys on the rosters on these teams, a lot of these guys don't have a good record. So, right, look, at mean, like a, look at DeAndre Ayton. Look at DeAndre He missed 25 Young, games. Yes. He made the All-Star game. And they, and they won 11 games. <laughs> then, no, before that All-Star break, they got smoked. They ain't going to say smoked. They got steamrailed off the court by the Cavaliers, who right. played probably one of their best games of the year. Because this is a team that don't don't have a true leader. Andre Drummond comes in and demands, he look, I'm here. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get these guys on the right track. That's the first time I heard of that coming from a player who just the whole season. As a, what was it? Andre Drummond only been with the team probably no more than about five or six games in. <laughs> He's already coming from that. Hey, I can lead these guys the right way. <laughs> the crazy thing is they won, they won a couple of games. Why? They got a center, a true center. Look, I've never seen Colin Saxon had Colin Saxon had so much fun passing the ball in that game. Darius Garland, especially Kevin Porter, the guy I'm gonna always give you credit for it because because you said that was the sleeper pick. Mm-hmm. He's looking like more of a star out of the guys we just named, out of uh, the young core guys, uh, Colin Saxon and Darius Garland. I'm still waiting for for for, for Dylan. Was it Dylan Whitler the young core? Where is he? Yeah, I don't think he's coming back. He got a stress fracture in his leg. I don't think he's coming. I think that's it. He'll be a rookie next year. Colin Saxon got in the All-Star game by default. If they weren't going to vote him in, I mean, not going to put him in. It was up to the coaches. I just feel like we in games about certain politics, but you're looking at, like I said, you look at Colin Saxon numbers. on the Like I said, he's the, probably he's the only first and second year guy that's average of 20 besides uh, Trey Young. Trey Young is his second year. So you're looking at Trey Young. He's right behind Trey Young in points. Uh, Colin uh, Saxon is the most efficient three-point shooter. He's behind Luka, too. Okay, I forgot about he said you're a guy. So you're looking at that. those top three. If you look at him, he shoots the three ball better than Trey Young. He's more efficient. The one thing they're not giving Colin Saxon um, credit for, he do play defense. He's not scared of the moment. Except from the fourth quarter, he do go to sleep a lot. Uh, he's the worst. He's the, he is the worst passing guard out of all of them. I think, like you said, Marcus, you one of the last pod you had, you said you think he'd be better come off the bench being like the Luke Wood. I could live with that. Maybe get Darius Garland a bit more time to be more free on the floor, I would say. Um, I'm looking at, like, the Hornets said three guys. The first one, I agree with. Devontae Graham, I agree with that one. Uh, Miles Bridges, I don't agree with because he's like a minus 27. He was the MVP, though. He was the MVP. He was the MVP, but I still didn't agree with him being there. <laughs> uh, like I said, he plays with team. He's on the Jordan's team. Uh, the other guy, P.J. Washington Jr., he's been injured most of the season. DeAndre Ayton made the, the rookie sophomore game. He missed 25 games. 
you still become. So let you know, it don't matter how many games you miss. It's about what they, about what the owners and the other guys who see. This is, the fans don't vote the rookies and sophomore guys in. That's why they don't. They should. I think they well, should, should have some say. All right, I would do this if they don't want us voting for the the, the main event players. That's how that's does vote for the rookie sophomore games, and let's see what the turnout be then. I think it would be a good one because the certain players would get the votes you you wouldn't think get votes. Um, I'm looking at PJ Washington Jr. who missed a lot of games. I'm looking at all these guys in the All Star game, and Colin Saxon was a close second to winning the All Star MVP. Right. Yeah. He turned up for five and four. Right. Quick spurts there. Right. So I want them rookie sophomore. I don't like that. They should. They might have to do that for the NBA. If you look at the format that the NBA players are doing. If you look at most of the teams that Giannis been doing, he's picking most of all the foreign guys. Why do you just have a part where the guys and the people in the NBA they vote for the Team USA team and vote for the Team World for the All Star game? Just do that. Just do that. That's what they doing anyway with the first five picks, with the first four weather. So you're looking at that. I think something's different. Something's brewing. Um, we know Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges won the All Star MVP with the US versus World. I'm gonna head right into the skills challenge. Look at the skills okay. challenge. Yet again, the big man's come away with this award again. I think they, I think it's the, what is what three straight years they have three or four straight years they have won this award. Yep. I mean the big man's you know they obviously get more skill as the game you know speed up. They shoot mm-hmm. more threes. You know the big man is just as skilled as some of the guards now. Exactly. There's not much a big can't do that a, a guard can't. Right. And you're looking at how Bam Abadeo. One that Miami Heat guy. See where I'm about to go with this Miami Heat guy. Um, <laughs> uh, he won that award. Me personally, I didn't pick Jason Tatum to win the award because he was the winner last year. I always mm-hmm. consider a, a, a small forward big. Two guards and point guards are, are small guards. The, the three guards are pretty huge themselves. You're talking about the average six guard elite. The small forward in the league now is about six seven in position. Um, when it came down to it, it was between him and well, I say Demontis Sabonis. They came down to the award. Uh, thought he had a nice little shot. Not because you're out there shooting threes, though. I mean, you're going to take him from um, But here, explosion ain't happening. Uh, three-point shootout, Marcus, with the three-point shootout. Who, who'd you have winning that besides Buddy Hill? Um, I thought, uh, really thought Devin Booker was going to win it. I did, too. Because um, he came, even before the night started, you know, I, I knew he had a chip on his shoulder. You know, he didn't get picked. He got in by default. I'm like, he's going to win every event he in if he can. <laughs> so, sure enough, he came out, made most of, uh, most of his shots on the, you know, that first round. Mm-hmm. And then Bertans, you know, he's totally surprised me. Man, you know? I knew he could shoot the ball. I watched him play here in Charlotte as a visiting opponent when he was playing for the Spurs. I actually get a chance to uh, sit down and uh, met with him for a hot second. And he, I didn't know he was – a seven-footer like that who can shoot through Jay. Um, very, the, the release was, was on point. But you look at their feet movement when he was shooting the ball. The foot landed in the same spot every time. That's, that's repetition, a lot of practice, familiar with you having the floor, knowing your spot in your space. That right there, what he just did, a team may pick him up next year as a free agent. Like, yo, we somebody seen something in him. You know what? If we can get him on our team, he can. If he can do this in the All Star game, imagine what he can do on the playoff contender team. We know what he can. We know. I see what he did for the Spurs, but to get back onto a playoff team that need that extra 
the extra lift off the bench or anywhere they need. He could be that guy. Um, looking at that and the, and the skills, that skills have been a three-point shootout. Devin, I thought Devin Booker, but Buddy Hill caught, Buddy Hill caught fire. Called him Trey Young got in the porch. <laughs> man, the, the, the guys, the final two guys that was left in that challenge, the three-point shootout, are Kobe guys being mentored by Kobe. True. But Buddy Hill wear 24. We know Devin Booker always wear Kobe's. And you look at these guys, them guys had something going out there. Like, you could tell that was straight bragging rights. It was more three-point shootouts being more competitive every year. I think people really leave a nasty taste. Like, when they lose, they, lose, they leave a nasty taste in, in their mother. You know, I got to come back next year. So, what I think should happen in the in the three-point shootout, the skills challenge, the last two guys that was the, the champion and the, the runner-up automatically come back. Everybody right. else, y'all put in three-point shootout. The last, the last two people that are standing, they automatically in. And then from there, you just take the guys who shot the most threes after that. Right. We already know Clay Thompson and Steph Curry will be the three-point shootout next year when they come back. They believe that's their trophy. <laughs> um, right. They just be sharing it. They pass it back they and just forth. Be sharing. It's going back and forth. Uh, I thought that's all they should do the format and. Going to the dunk contest. This is where I've been itching to get to this dunk contest. <laughs> uh, remember, I said earlier, Marcus, Miami guy. Miami guy. That was present in more ways than one. <laughs> Do you think Zach Levine should should at least been in the dunk contest? He withdrew himself. Yeah, I think I so. Think. You know, they interviewed him before the event started. Uh, tr- uh, and he basically said there's nothing left for him to prove. He felt like he did. Like, he did king. Everybody know he did king. There's nothing left for him to do. This is what I took away from that interview. He said, news break, breaking news alert. Zach Levine withdrew himself from the NBA dunk contest because what? He didn't get voted in by his peers to be an all-star in the home, which I thought was the wrong thing. When the hosting city and that players and the all-stars have a somewhat all-star year, which is Zach Levine is doing? The coaches should have put him. Oh, you know what? This is hometown. You gotta get a hometown guy to love. No Zach Levine. You, you didn't get no Derrick Rose. So I thought Derrick Rose is having a stellar year. Who's giving you 18 points a game? The record may not say it, but he, he's the hometown guy. These are two hometown guys. Zach Levine playing for the Bulls and Derrick Rose, who represents Chicago. Right. What I took away from that was. And that interview, like, man, y'all didn't vote me in, so I'm not doing a dunk contest. I'm not going to do y'all what y'all want. Y'all should give me what I want. This is the reason I said, how do Kyle Lowry be an all-star? Like, Zach Levine has put some defining moments so far this year. Dunking on people, game winners, torching people, mm-hmm. hitting threes. Um, the only thing is, the downside is his record. We can't even see his record because look at Trey Young, who gets into the all-star game with only 12 wins. And they talk about, they say the, the wins play the factor. So would Trey Young play the factor in that he can shoot threes? <laughs> but basically, Steph Curry's not there, so we're gonna put. So the fans voted him in, so you know what we're gonna put him in. No Steph Curry, okay, big deal. Wasn't the factor on the floor anyway? Besides the, the shot he took with half court. Um, that's how I took away from exactly me. Like, you know, I'm not giving you a job. I'm not an All Star game. Y'all didn't get me in there. But, right? Why should I do that? Right. Then back to the dunk contest as we're talking about. I get on D Wade later, and go, it's gonna <laughs> go back to that Chicago thing. Um, well, look at the dunk contest of four contestants. Pat Connaughton, not too bad. Backboard, the, the, uh, took the ball off the backboard and dunked it in. But, Marcus, I do want to say this. All my 
Caucasian athletes, <laughs> please hear me out. This is this is not being racist or anything, but can y'all find another thing besides the white man can't jump thing? Like the last time somebody did that was Chandler Parsons. He ended up on the IR for the rest. Right, he ain't played since. <laughs> the last he did it. Then who else did it? Chase Budinger. That's a name out there for you. Throwback, you know. Right. Probably lasted about four, probably about four years playing for the Timberwolves. At the time, he was playing for the Houston Rockets, then traded the Timberwolves. White man can't jump there. Nowhere to be fine. Pat Connaughton, knock on wood. You had the highest vertical jump in combine history. 45-inch vertical jump. I thought he was going to be more creative than that besides that one. Dunk. Dwight Howard, it's not 2009, no more dog. Still doing the Superman dunk. <laughs> he tried understand? to do a nostalgic dunk. Like, you can't right. do a nostalgic dunk of your own dunk. <laughs> All right. All right, we know you got a 50. That's why you got a 45. <laughs> like, no, we're going to take five off this, bro. But I do re- reason they – no, you got a 50 for that. They gave him a 50 because yeah, it's a contribute to uh, – Kobe Bryant. To, uh, to Kobe. Right. So, now back to these guys. Derrick Jones and my guy always getting shafted, Eric Gordon, who I, who I picked to win a dunk contest. Eric Gordon. Rob. Rob but the, I'm glad you said that, Marcus Rob. And a little pregame, Christian Lambo and Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas said this, and I quote, Dunk Contest, ladies and gentlemen, I can't wait. He's out there itching. You know, look, he's a little hometown brewery. Didn't think about who was the judges was when he said hometown, Miami, <laughs> Wade County, D-Wade. And the reason I'm saying that, they had a dunk off these crazy dunks. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me. Don't get it twisted. Derrick Jones, that boy can fly. I see why they call him airplane. But Eric is wow. so creative, though. Like Derrick Jones is already doing dunks. He doing. He's doing in game dunks though. <laughs> like dunks that it's only look nasty when he on people. And I don't see. I don't know how he did. He won some of the dunks because he kept dunking over a short guy. Like, everything that Eric Gordon was doing is over tall people. And I thought Eric Gordon to me was more creative. I don't the windmill with a whole foot in from the free throw line. That is just a, it looks good in slow motion. Anything looks good in slow motion. But when you, do, when you look at Eric Gordon with the grace and the totality, this dude dunks over Taco Fall, bro. This man's like seven four, seven five, <laughs> seven six. Taco yes. Fall, and he didn't even flinch. He didn't even flinch. He didn't even Weird. flinch. I haven't seen What's that it? since Vince. Vince. Vince said, well, Dominique Wilkins said, that's probably the most creative thing that he's seen. Uh, dunking over somebody seven six, but he cleared it. He cleared it. Not only did Derrick Jones do the between the legs over somebody, he did, he did put his hand on on his sh- on someone's shoulder to get that extra lift so he can get the ball through. But it is what it is, Marcus. What do you take away from the dunk contest? As we said, robbery, do you believe that Mr. Wade County had something to do with that? He definitely did. He was the only one. Well, no, it, two other people gave him nines on that Taco Fall dunk. Not not just D-Wade. And, but still, like, they all knew that dunk was a 10. I mean, Derrick Jones, his dunk, his prior previous dunk, the uh, the two judges on the end, uh, I believe it was uh, uh, Black Panther. That's what, can't think of his name Chad, right now. Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman. And um, Scotty Pippen, they gave mm-hmm. him nines. They gave, you know, Derrick Jones his uh, last nines. 
fast forward to you know Aaron Gordon's last dunk. All of a sudden, D Wade think that's a that's a nine too. So they at least they was consistent. You know, Chadwick Boseman and Scottie Pippen they gave nines both to both guys. But D Wade, you know, he he <laughs> he changed up. I, I think they had agreed that they Scottie Pippen and um, Chadwick Boseman was gonna give nines and everybody else would get ten unless the dunk really wasn't worth it. But D Wade switched it up. He messed it up, and it. And we all know it's because this is a Miami guy. There's no other reason. If it had been somebody from another team, Eric Gore would have won. He would have, and I personally think he probably, depending on, you know, the the day of the week, he should have two dunk contest championships. I would go back and forth on that one because Zach Levine did some crazy stuff in that dunk contest that so people forget. Mm-hmm. And to me, the dunk contest should go back to back in the old days. You get the best top 10 dunkers in the league and have a dunk. Eliminate them. Like, the dunk contest every year is getting more... Com- it's getting too short. At first, it was... At first, they used to go... At first, it was six guys. Now we down to four guys. <laughs> we just get the, the best top 10 dunkers or the top eight. Top eight guys I'm cool with. Tend to be too long. Give me the top eight dunker. Right. And, and I agree with Aaron Gordon said after the uh, talking to uh, Rachel Nichols that it should be a, a cumulative like he had all fifty, all his dunks were fifty, and he lost to right. a man who had like three forty-five, like two forty-fives and a forty-eight. I think they should get rid of the round by round. Just give everybody four dunks. Who has whoever has the highest score, and then maybe give like a um, if you think somebody had the dunk of the dunk of the night, you know, give them some extra points. Mm-hmm. And, and then I like add that. it all up, add it all up, and then if you got the dunk of the night, you get plus five or plus you know plus ten or something. And I think that'll eliminate, eliminate the judges unless they, you know, you got D-Wade who keep, he probably keeping score somewhere. He just should be a judge again if Miami is in a competition. If anybody, Never be ever, if anybody from it. Miami is in it, he should not be judging. And also, piggybacking on the hometown thing, Marcus, I'm pretty agree with you with this. You know Dwayne Wade retired last year, all-star game in Chicago, right? I seem like the whole thing was about D-Wade, Dwayne Wade. This is D Wade giving him his own his own moment. Like I said, Zach Levine should have been an all star. Also, Derrick Rose should have been there. Derrick Rose, like, come on, they should have rewarded those two. The reason I'm going back to that, they should reward those two. Look at look what the injury that Derrick Rose came from. They should be like, you know what, D Rose, the road of recovery for D Rose has been nothing but a success, not record wise, but the body is still to come out there and perform at a high level. He should have been an all-star. He's averaging 18.9 points per game. Not too bad. We're also about six to six a game. How could you not have him in an all-star game? We could argue Lou Williams could have been an all-star. Montrez, Montrez Harold, and Lou Williams are number two and number three scoring guy in the league behind Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder could have been an all-star. Like, it's so crazy with the NBA, what they doing. Montrez Harold, I think the new format should be, all right, we're going to move the players in, but you got to take the top scoring six men from the East, the top, the, be, the best six men in the East, and the best six men in the West. Who you think is the best six men is in both conference? You put them on the All-Star team. Because I feel like the six men every year always get played. They're like, the six men is like, the, it's like a starter coming in off the bench and helping the team get wins. That's why you get the six men a year award. It's like they own MVP. Lou Williams, 
They might have changed either the nature of the Lou Williams Award or Jamal Crawford. Those are the only guys that we see who win that award pretty much. Yep, I agree with that. I think that's a good idea. They should have a slot for six man. Vote the six man here. Right. Manu Ginobili, he should have been some like if you go down the list, like go back to the years, you know, Manu Ginobili, he was definitely Jamal, an all star. Lamar Odom. Right. And you talk about you if you're gonna listen look at some of the six man of years, you're like, man. Most of your six million years go deep in the playoffs too. So I'm looking like, dude, why are these dudes not all stars? It's weird to me. You should have a weird. You can have a, like the six million a year fans vote in two six million a year. Because right now, six million a year so far might be this. It might be Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, I think I can agree with that. Breaking news alert: uh, San Antonio Spurs bought the contract of Demario of Demari Carroll out. He'll be heading to the Houston Rockets. Uh, Jeff Green got his kind of contract bought out. He's hitting out to the Houston Rockets too. So small ball is an effect for <laughs> full effect, full effect for the Rocket. Maybe they. I mean, I wonder how this is going to look in the playoffs. We see they beat the Lakers when they beat a couple of teams, but can the Houston Rockets sustain this for a seven game series? That that is yet to maybe be seen. Speaking of the All Star game, going back to the All Star. What were some of the highlights you've seen from the game itself, Marcus? What do you want to say about the game itself when you was watching? Did you I like mean, the format um, they were going with? Yeah, I think I really liked the format. Um, I thought it was an improvement, um, and I really liked the fourth quarter. You know, they was real intense in that fourth quarter. You know, I know every, you know, Charles Barkley was like every all-star game they play hard in the fourth quarter, but this one was a little different. This one was a little different. Guys was diving on the ground, playing defense. It was real intense. (laughs) So, I really like that the, the new format, you know, every quarter is his own, you know, point total. And then, you know, in the fourth quarter is like playing, you know, you know, at, at the park. We going to 16. Whoever get their first wins, you got to win by two. I mean, I really like that aspect of it. And I think, uh, yeah, LeBron's behind the wraparound behind the back. And then I think uh, Ben Simmons, second oop. I forget who threw it. And then Chris Paul catching the oop. Those was the... Chris Paul uh-huh. catching the ooh. I was like, yo, this is crazy because my wife is like, Chris Paul never done. I kid you not, Marcus. Five <laughs> seconds later, Chris Paul catch you up. I told her while she was sitting on the couch, I said, look, Chris Paul shot you up. He caught that boy and he flushed it down. I was, you thought I was in the All-Star game on the bench. I got up on my seat. I said, okay, see, we walking to the TV like I'm about to walk on the floor. <laughs> no, with no virtual headset. I saw, that's how that's how much fun I have watching the game. Like I said, the, the, they playing defense. All right, the first two, the first quarter was more of a showman type thing. All right, we're going to do this, do that. Second quarter, you can see it start picking up a little bit, start ratcheting it up, still finding a way, still doing some moments. If you notice, first quarter, Team LeBron won money. Second quarter, Giannis team won some money. I said, okay, that's what they did. That's smart. So that both teams, both the organizations they represent, get money. The third quarter come, it was tied. They had doubled. They doubled the pot. The fourth. When that fourth, we're gonna call it the fourth quarter, which I call it three and a half quarters. What I liked about it: no commercials, straight ball, timeouts, no commercials. Draw something up. When, when Team Young is about to go into that move and take off, and he had that block on LeBron, and I think that was like middle. What was it? Yeah, it was fourth quarter, late in the third. I call it three, three and third quarters. Late in the three and third quarters. And they start making these substitutions. Like, yeah, it's about to get real serious. Now they put all the starters back in. Uh, this is for all the marbles. All the marbles. Kawhi Leonard, who I thought stole the show. Dude can miss a three, man. He's on fire. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Chris Paul could have got the MVP, too, if you think about it. 
Chris, I thought Chris Paul probably was a dark sleeper and a dark horse for the MVP for the All-Star game. Like, is he in midst of the All-Star game since, what, was it 2020? Since, what, they say, what, 2017? About three or four years? That's a long time. But someone, someone his size, he was still a factor, which I thought that vote right there meant a lot to me because when he got into the All-Star game, they traded him to OKC like he won't go get them in the playoffs. If you look at him, right. he can be, if you if you look at Chris Paul body of work, and right now, folks, just in, we're gonna do the MVP update. Okay. Marcus, top three to MVP. Your top three. My top three at this moment, um, I'm gonna go with LeBron James, mm-hmm. uh, Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. Um, who's gonna be the third? Uh, the third person always getting um, just going through the names. Giannis. You know, the, uh, the reigning MVP. We're going to put Giannis as the third person. I mean, because he's doing – his numbers is better than last year. Mm-hmm. So, I think he'll – Everything's is up. Everything's is up. It. But I think what LeBron is doing in year 16 is a little bit more impressive. Um, and then what Luka Doncic is doing, like he's basically a, averaging a triple-double and it don't even look like he's playing hard. It's, it's weird. Right. Might as well have LeBron at – I had LeBron at two. I'm putting LeBron up to one for right now. And all the change, LeBron at one. Demler is up two. Moving Luka down and putting Giannis at three. I'll put Luka right there next to that with Chris Paul. Chris Paul to me. Chris Paul. Chris Paul going to vote for me. Because the trade they did, they sent him there like he was going to rock with the pieces that he got. And you can tell I see a different Chris Paul. SGA. Shake Yotis Alexander. Baller. You look at him, he could be our most improved player this year. <laughs> For uh, sure. Um, so you got Steven Adams, who rebounds up a little bit more. And he's actually scoring a little bit more. So, you know, he averages get four more points per game, which is different because you have a real point guard who's facilitating the ball and getting guys open and making them create shots. Um, Gino Gallinari, you look at OKC, he could be our most improved player. He's he's another one. He's a dark horse. They can get to him in, in, in the playoffs. So this is how, this, Sam, what Sam Pristy did, he already knows that our Russell Rushbrook contract is high. We, we find some guys that can do everything that Russell Rushbrook does in a, in a different way. All right, Chris Paul can attack the hole. He can, he can get triple double every night if he wants to. Chris Paul is a real point guard. He's a, he is a real floor general. He set players up in the right spot where the ball got to go. And he's, and, he's a, and he's a sneaky guy that goes to the hole and that can finish. So... He's crafty with the ball, which I like, and that's why I have him up there and up there in that four area tied with four with Luka Doncic on the MVP voting. Even though it may change again, because I had to put Dame Dollar in with Dame Dollar, with Dame, with Daniel Lillard did was uh was it's, it's exceptional. He's he's going to one of the runs, Marcus. Before we get off this, guys, we're gonna talk about the NFL. Our guy Miles Garrett and Mason. Rudolph. Someone, somebody's either Pinocchio or somebody is the boy who cried wolf. <laughs> For sure. Looking at all this stuff that went on, I'm a Browns fan. I'm going to keep it a buck. That's what the young folks say. Keep it a buck. I can't keep it a dollar, but I'm going to keep it 100 right now. <laughs> Me personally, I'm not there in the NFL. I'm not on the sideline. If an athlete says any calling a person the N-word or calling the Caucasian guy the C-word, the cracker word, it's all wrong. Here we are, 70-some-odd years later, 60-something years later, and racism is still going on. It's, never, it's not leaving. It's going to be it today we die. 
Like how Iraq and Iran is fighting over that land. Certain stuff right. is meant to be. It's up to you as a person to look yourself in the mirror and say, how can I make myself great today? How can I change the world? How can I affect people? Until that happened, all the foolishness and craziness will stop. But I'm not going to preach. Because anybody can be a preacher, according to Tony <laughs> Brown. <laughs> if it sounds good, people are going to listen. That's, just the tr- that's the truth. Somebody got to take the wheel. I'm going to take the wheel on this one, Marcus. And you tell me what you think. Okay. Dear NFL, I am a fan of the NFL. So you're telling me that they went through, man, found no footage. It takes a player, and a guy or an athlete get that irate. It does something out of the norm hitting somebody with the helmet. I'm trying to hear everybody saying he could have killed him with a helmet. He did this. He won't get hit with a helmet. Maybe him, he started bleeding. He's not going to kill him. He's not going to kill him. But at the end of the day, only a fool run back into a burning building if everybody out the building. <laughs> So the fool was Mason Rudolph, who ran back into the into the scrum. Which you asked me, the cast was a, what was that? The Castro, Villanueva, and and Pouncey. It seemed to me they already had it diffused already. Mason Rudolph runs up and says something like he tried. And the, and the crazy thing is, he's getting the slack. But nobody's not nobody's not sitting there and rewatching the field with this little quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers trying to rip off Miles Gary Helmet. I'm like, oh, you want to rip my helmet? I'm just trying to rip the helmet off. He ripped it off. That was it. He had the helmet down. You run back up. The, the players, the Pittsburgh Steelers already have him controlled already. You know what? You're good. You, you're straight. He runs up, say whatever he had to say. Boom! Bam! It's on the tip. You hit with the helmet. All right, Miles Garrett on ESPN gave his theory about what happened. He said they got the sound. They got the footage. Where I'm going with this at, Marcus, you probably going to agree with this one. Okay. This, this, that's what they do on NFL Network during this offseason. They got this thing called on the field sights and sounds of the game. Yeah, we yes, heard all do. type of players curse. I got you, 44. You think you come across her? I'm a big mess you up. Mm. We heard that. I heard right. that before a time. Hey, I heard this from some an athlete. Hey man, they can't boop, stop us with boop, with boop team out here. I never heard that. <laughs> right. We all meet man. I heard all the beeps. Do you tell me you ain't got no footage yet? NFL, they're NFL. I'm a fan. Hi, my name is Dante, aka Take Wiggs. I'm a fan. So you telling me y'all have no sound of that? But it's clearly I've been to NFL stadiums. You got like you got workers that carry this big old circle clear disc around for the sounds of the league. You are doing this right, Marcus. You are going. So you telling me there's no sound? There's no audio? Roger Goodell for the last 10, 15 years since you've been commissioner. You've been a joke. You've been a joke. We're not. We're gonna talk about more commissioners. So you've been a joke. <laughs> you telling me, y'all? De- so you telling me there's no audio? Dumb, dumb, dumb. Y'all destroyed that audio. It, it can't be gone. It's, oh, it's funny. I know where you're going. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> it's real fishy. The reason I'm getting so hyped about that control alt delete. Control alt delete. Where the audio at? We know. We we know the commissioner. People who don't know this. The commissioner worked for the owners of NFL, not the players. The players had their own president. His name is Demor. I want to say Demoris Smith is worked for the players. So you tell me that y'all had no audio. We didn't. We said this really they sound gifted. We didn't hear none of that in the game. We who is we? I wonder who's the other people <laughs> part that didn't hear this. Right. He should have said as a commissioner, I didn't hear anything or no sight. I didn't hear no sound or whatsoever 
of those words coming from that player's mouth or that athlete. Not to remind you that the player, you know, you say what you wanted to say on your Twitter. It's a freedom of speech. Yes, he has, he has the mega mega stuff. And, he, you know, he's, like you said, Marcus, he's known to say some outlandish things. I think all players do. Everybody says outlandish things anytime, mm-hmm. any given moment. But I feel like the commissioner is saying, you know what we get? This is what I feel like, too, Marcus, when he has some truth to, to it. And it destroyed the evidence of that. This make that cap that kind of capping this stuff resurface because at the end of the day, NFL stand for not for long, and they're gonna protect <laughs> the shield of the NFL. So by them protecting that, man, we let if, dang if we let this get out there that he said that, that would make the NFL look that much worse as a brand. They don't want to hurt the brand. Doesn't improve it at all. So when I see Miles Garrett up there giving this interview, a man not gonna go that far to an interview. And sit up there and lie about something a player said. And the reason I'm saying this is circle back. Where is Mason? We keep saying, they keep saying Mason Rudolph said he didn't say it. I want to see him say it. Right. Pittsburgh and Warhammer, a letter that he read on TV. He didn't type it, first and foremost. What Miles Garrett said when he came out, when the game was over, what happened November 14th, around, almost around 11 15 at night. He came out of that locker room. He apologized to everybody. He said, first and foremost, I'm going to apologize for my actions what took place on the field. That is not like me. So they proceed and said, what did he say to you? I don't want to talk about it. He said, they have the audio. Huh. He gave you the clue already. He don't want to talk about it. They gave you the audio. Right. He alluded and to it. He alluded, he alluded to it. He thought they had the audio. <laughs> right. So at one point in time, Mason Rudolph Kemp was going to try to sue Miles Gary Camp for defamation of character. And, and they took that back and said, no, we ain't gonna do that because there's some truth into that story somewhere. Someone's lying, someone's telling the truth. We may never know. I know the NFL want to hurry up and get this swept on the rug and put it away. But if this go to court and, and one of these guys lose or win, someone's not gonna look good at the end. Of it. it could be either Miles Garrett. If he do it, he will never he will never get that same trust again. If Mason Rudolph would never get that same trust again. It's weird to me because, like I said, only a real man can apologize for his actions or anyone can apologize for the action what they've done. Why has Mason Rudolph have came out and say anything since the three days after it happened? If Miles Gary keep pro- prolonging it in his case, why Mason Rudolph not doing it for his? He has people talking for him. That's why I don't believe the people that's talking for him. The Mike Tomlins who got on the TV today it talked about what's going on with Mason Rudolph. He's, of course, you're going to back your teammate. That's, that's what anybody do. They protect the locker room. That's what you're supposed to do. Why is he not up there talking about his actions? That's why I feel like I believe that Mason Rudolph said those magic words. People say stuff all the time. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, if you want respect, you got to gain respect. I, everybody I work with get respect. If you treat me like crap, I'm going to treat you like crap back. Because it takes two to tangle for somebody to, to have a knee-jerk reaction like that. And Marcus, speaking of commissioners, we're gonna wrap this up. This is the last one. Okay. After okay. this, what do you feel like the Miles Gear situation? What type of weight is on the line right here for, for these both organizations who will play this year in the fall, which are who are rivalries? Man, they got a lot. It's like a lose-lose situation for real, because it's the only reason why it's a lose-lose situation now is because when it happened, like you was alluding to, they never showed us the tapes. Mm-hmm. They keep saying people are you know, Pittsburgh says, you know, we talked, you know, in particular, Tomlin said they investigated Browns players and Steelers players, and none of them corroborated that a racial slur was used. 
nobody will tell us what players was asked, <laughs> especially right. what players on the Browns. Like, were you asking people on the sideline who were not actually in the game? <laughs> right. Nobody will, will, you know, attest to that. And I think they really just hoping this go away. And if, if Miles Garrett pressed the issue or if for some reason Mason Rudolph, you know, bring up the litigation again and sue, this is going to end very badly for, for Commissioner Goodell. Because if somehow them takes his leak and this man really did say a slur, it's going to impact him and the Steelers organization, everybody who backed him up. So they better hope and pray that these tapes don't come to light like Ooh. the Houston Astros stealing signals because it's going to be Ooh. a bad day. Not the asterisks. <laughs> Asterisk. Apologies. You hit, it, you hit it right on the head with that. I wouldn't even think about the party that's backing that. Now, like you said, if they come out, let's say they do go to court, and, and the judge says, hey, I need, where's the audio at? And there's no audio. So we're happy to do we destroyed it. If they destroyed the audio, what does that sound like to you, Marcus? If they, if they say, if they come out and say the audio been destroyed, I mean they're gonna have to penalize him just like they did Tom Brady. Well, you know when he destroyed his cell phone, <laughs> he destroyed his cell phone. I mean, where's the audio? And that's one hundred percent. Now he brought up the Houston Astros. This is it. We done, folks. The Houston Astros, Marcus. The baseball season began about forty days. So it's coming up. When you're looking at the preseason in the Grapefruit League, the Houston Astros, I think their first game, and I'm not, I'm not mistaken, I want to say it's against the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. The team. The Mookie Best Dodgers. The Mookie Best Dodgers. When you look at the Houston Astros, their, their, their owner, whatever you want to call him, came out and said, why is everybody so worried about it? We're the champions. You can't take that away from us. You did not sit there one time and apologize to the fans and the people who paid to come see that crap. So you look at a guy like Jose Altuve, who is our height, and if not, probably shorter. You tell me this guy can watch him play every time he can jack home runs? Like, come on, man. I'm li- I looked at some of his stat lines. The guy was some of the teams averaging 17 home runs in one season. Went from 17 to 20, then 24, then boom, he straightened the 40s for three straight seasons. Like, come on. You sign, you still heard some signs. Not once. The players apologize. A real, I said, they did apologize, but it wasn't authentic. It's looking like, yeah, I apologize. I have to. That's what it feel like. Right. I feel sorry exactly. for Houston Astros. Exactly. You talk about the Detroit Pistons back in the eighties used to get booed for every time they came to someone's stadium. They are about to be on the worst. They play hundred and sixty games. They play eighty. You talk about 80, 81 road games or eighty-one road games of the season. It's gonna be a living hell. People will be throwing, I believe fans will throw stuff out there in the outfield. I believe there are going to be a couple of fights this season. The Houston Astros will be on ESPN, probably right behind the New York Yankees. Because I feel like they cheated baseball. If you let, and the reason I'm saying this is when you cheat, if you do the, if you do the crime, you got to pay the time. They gave them infinite whatever suspensions or whatever they did to them. I feel like in their handbook, they say if you cheat the game and bet on the game, you basically abolish from from the sport. You dismiss. You can never. You can never long ever prolong a baseball career. Look at Pete Rose. Right. Pete Rose bet on himself. You think other players never bet on themselves? Right. They didn't play the sport. You telling me all these athletes, these phenomenal athletes, men and women, don't bet on themselves? Come on now. Now they bet on planes, playing cars, and doing this stuff. What else you think they bet on? You tell me. 
get certain players and say, hey, man, if I score 30, I bet you won't score 30. If I score 30, how much will opponent? That's 500. You don't think something that go in the locker room, use a fool. But to bet on this game, do I have a three-year uh, three, uh, three three course? Come on, man, you got to get rid of all of them, man. If it was me, right. if I was the commissioner, the new commissioner is to me, is corny. He's a joke. If it was, if it was me, if you want to get some type of situation, spend them guys for, uh, for 90 days. I'll play the Houston Astros and I'll play with all guys, double A, single A, and triple A baseball. Because <laughs> that World Series trophy they got doesn't mean a thing. Just like how they got that star on their hat, that's going to be the same thing next to their name. They look at World Series champion, the asterisk. That's the, that's the star symbol that'd be on a, on a, on a telephone. Because that would be hard to use because you don't need to pay attention to it. That's them. Right, right. <laughs> he said that star is an asterisk. It's not. <laughs> it's not a star. It's an asterisk. <laughs> People smile in your face and laugh behind your back. That's them. The Houston Asterisks. No more Astros. The Houston Asterisks. I, if I played for that team, I'd be embarrassed. I'd be definitely embarrassed. And I met a guy. And this is honest God truth, Marcus. I met a guy literally two days ago. We were talking about baseball. This guy is an older gentleman. No names. You got two young, you got two young um, teenage boys that play baseball. They're I'm like, they have on Houston Astros hats. I see, y'all got the Houston Astros. Yeah, man. Why y'all like them so much? And y'all live in Charlotte. They told me their dad used to pitch for them in the minor leagues. He said, as a, he, that father told me as he was playing for the in the in the MLB farm system for him to be a former athlete of the organization. He said he felt discredited, even though he's not with them. Remind you, this guy hasn't pitched about 20-some years. He said, that's a disgrace for somebody like that to happen. That's a, he, said, he said, that real series don't mean a thing to him. So it let you know that a former athlete who pitched in their farm system to tell me that. Like I said, no uh, age. He said, that was a disgrace. And that real series don't mean nothing. Now, I asked him, do you think the real series should have been stripped from the title? He said, they're not going to do that. The only way... They're going to strip the title from them and they put an asterisk by their name. And it's not going to mean anything. Oh, people, oh, you remember that, that World Series? They're going to be like, eh, they cheated their way through there. So they don't get that same respect. He said, them get to a Hall of Fame is going to be a long shot. I said, and, you know, he's just speaking that way. How that works? I said, are you, you don't think none of them players on the team will get in the World Series? I mean, get in the Hall of Fame? Said, nah, that's it. He said, that's their Hall of Fame right there. Their Hall of Fame will be getting into the team Hall of Fame. They're not going to get into Cooperstown. I said, Oh, that's deep. He said, <laughs> when he said that, I was like, that makes sense. He said, you say, he said, he's, he's like, look at the Pete Rose situation. He's not a, not a Hall of Fame because he's betting on himself and betting, betting against other players in his team. That's why he's not in the Hall of Fame. And, you know, he had a little thing he wanted to say about Pete Rose. He said, Pete Rose should be reinstated. So, you know, we had our conversation. This is a polite conversation. We're going back and forth being negative. I said, well, if, if they cheated the game, if Pete Rose cheated the game, I said, you don't, everybody on that team should be disqualified from playing baseball. They should never play baseball ever again because they cheated the guys who actually worked hard to get to that point to also to be eliminated. If you know everything I'm throwing and doing, you got the advantage over me. Right, 100%. He agreed to that. He said, you know what, you make sense. But he said, I don't just see them letting them go. He said, he said, they can get suspended for a whole season. I was thinking 90 games, but when I was listening to him talk, he actually made sense. But... The reason why he made sense is he don't want that to happen to that team because he played for them. I understand that he had a little bias to him, but I had to keep it, like I said, I had to keep it buck. I said, Marcus, I told that guy, I said, look, if Pete Rose can't play baseball no more and can't get to the Hall of Fame, them guys shouldn't either. That's how I left it. Right. So you know it's what? You gotta, 
He's like, he said, you, he said, it's fair. It's coming from, he said, you're a fan. I said, yeah, I watch baseball. So I respect it. I said, I can't argue your opinion versus my opinion. He said, but I do respect in the side that you're coming from. How do you feel about that, Marcus? I mean, that's only fair. I mean, I've been um, someone, you know, who I, I don't watch it like I watch the NBA or the NFL, but, you know, I pay close attention to the, uh, to the Indians. Um, you know, and any team that, you know, catch a high streak or if it's a certain player, you know, that is, that's standing out. You know, I pay attention to the baseball game. And then when I came to find out about this whole Pete Rose situation, you know, back in my high school days, I just never understood why he wasn't in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. You know, I get he bet on baseball. I get all that. But his stats speak for himself. <laughs> like, even if he, he did bet on the game, he still was going out there playing the games. He still was right. outperforming people. So if they're going to take away that man's opportunity to be in the Hall of Fame for something that happened decades ago now, then this team who are proven cheaters, mm-hmm. whoever's, you know, knew about the scandal, they should get had the same treatment. If you knew that they, your team was cheating, you should not have the same opportunity to go to Hall of Fame like any player, any other player. I think, I think the commissioner, which I know he's not going to do, I think he should step in. Like how the NBA forced Donald Sterling to sell his team. Mm-hmm. The commissioner want to gain some respect from the people around the, around the league. It's just fans. He should step in and make the Houston Astros owner to sell his team to someone else. So you do that, everything goes away. Everything goes away. But then when that title does it, that title, I mean, it's all silver now, but that title more bronze than me than anything. They got to put some turbot on just to get it shine back, which will be a lot of shine they're going to have to do. Because on that note, it's After Hours Live from the Man Cave. I'm Tay Wiz. This is Mark Senior. We out of here. Peace. If your footwear is out of date, head to runwaysneakercloset.bigcartel.com. That's runwaysneakercloset.bigcartel.com where they're committed to bringing the latest brands and quality shoes from Nike, Adidas, Puma, and the Jordan brand. Again, that's runwaysneakercloset.bigcartel.com. Thank you for listening to After Hours Live from the Man Cave podcast. If you would like to hear more from me and my man Tay Wiggs, please go to your favorite podcast listener and subscribe to us. We are just about everywhere nowadays. We're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts. So if you like what you hear, subscribe to us to hear more. Oh, and before I go, please also hit up our anchor profile page that's anchor.fm forward slash after hours live from the man cave and click that little purple button that says support this podcast and help us out peace